Ayo, uh, okay, so this is the Uninitiated Movie Podcast. Uh, this is Avery and with my co-host uh, Sammy, and we're the Uninitiated Podcast because uh, we're two uninitiated people. We're uh, fairly initiated. Fairly. Young people. <laughs> yeah, that's the main thing, we're young. I guess I'll talk about how I'm, I'm so I'm a first year film student, Sammy's a future film student. Mm-hmm. And uh, the movie we're talking about today is It Comes at Night, and I have information. Okay, so it came out in 2017, directed by Trey Edward Schultz, produced by A24. I imagine that'll be um, a good chunk of our movie. <laughs> yeah. This isn't relevant, but <laughs> the revenue was... Like it grossed uh nineteen point seven million and it cost somewhere between two point four and five million. So it made its money back like yeah. Ten which probably is a usual for more of the I mean, I'm guessing for more of the popular A twenty four movies that's the case. Cause like they always have small budgets mm-hmm. and they do relatively well. So Uncut Gems was like their highest grossing yeah. movie, which is so cool. Yeah, that is. Okay, so reputation that it's like easy for it to be like a fairly successful movie. I don't know. My my view is clouded though because like obviously in my eye they're yeah. a big deal, but I yeah, don't that's know true. to these. No, but I feel like that's the same thing with just uncut gems in general because like all well definitely just cuz of Adam Sandler. Yeah. No disrespect to Sandler. And brothers. I mean, at this point, A24 has built up such a film Twitter and Letterboxd and everybody's, like, raving about it. But mm-hmm. then it has, like, a 50% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes or something. Speaking of audience <laughs> scores being low, oh. it comes at night. It has, like, a low uh, Do you Rotten have Tomatoes. it written down? No, I don't have it written down, but it's, like a, phone? it's like a 44. Anyways, I'm just going to talk about, like, a little pre-production stuff okay so it had a pretty intense start um so schultz started writing this after his dad died and then this was like um both of his other movies deal about his like deal with his relationship with his dad so i imagine that's key stuff always Mm. for show for show and yeah this is part of the grieving process i suppose and then apparently, um, he takes inspiration from Peter Elder's The Triumph of Death, which is like the painting you see in um, Travis's room. I don't know if you noticed. Okay, and yeah, show. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, uh, like, I don't know, some apocalypse thing happening. Yeah, I'm assuming like a Judgment Day. Yeah, a Judgment thing. thing type of thing. Judgment Day type of thing. He said he was also referenced for this film, P.T. Anderson. Yeah, and I see that in... A lot of his stuff. I was watching Krisha yesterday, and like a lot of the camera movement was like very punch drunk love inspired. I felt mm, okay, and then John Cassavitz, and then and then he also referenced apparently uh, Night of the Living Dead and The Shining. You've yeah, seen I the see Night that. of the Living yeah. Dead. I can you think of any? Um, I mean, not specifically, but just like the Cabin in the Woods oh, genre yeah. or like subgenre mm-hmm. is pretty much all. Like, from Night of the Living Dead. And then, apparently, the house in the film uh, takes, like, uh, takes after the Overlook Hotel. And that, like, yeah. you don't really know how the house is laid out. And it's kind of like a labyrinth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes scores I have up. Yeah. Yeah, 87% for critics and 44% for audiences. 
if you're wondering other stuff, it has like a 78% on Metacritic, 87%. Oh, I just read that. Uh, 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. And Letterboxd, I think it's like 3.3 out of 5. Hmm. I could be wrong. Um, yeah. I do know it's like a fairly contentious movie. Yeah, 3.3 on Letterboxd. What would you rate it then? Or should we talk uh, about that rating, at the end? Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about it uh, first. Okay. Um, or liked for more to happen, but I feel like a lot of... Yeah, I don't know. I Because I can't imagine the backstory being that interesting. Yeah, probably. I just, I don't know. I wanted... I don't know. A lot of what I didn't like about it was that it was like, oh, it's just a disease post-apocalyptic kind of thing. Yeah. And I feel like if it had gone more into the backstory, it would have just been more of that, and I would have liked it less. Question I had, like, throughout the whole film is, so Travis, in his room, there's another bed. And I was like, yeah, I was thinking another, it, it was, was the grandpa's, was my but guess. grandpa had his own room. Did he? Yeah, they were like, grandpa's room. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Oh, like, that's, okay, because I noticed that, and I'm like, oh, it's probably the grandpa's. Okay, that's cool, then. So I'm like... Yeah, yeah, was there another kid that they um, had, or... Is it their house? I'm pretty sure it was the grandpa's house. Okay, because I got that implication, but I thought also they could have just, like, happened upon it, like the other family. Or, like, Will, I guess, alone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess just as a person, <laughs> I just wanted to see, like, answers for, like, why, what happened to the dog. Yeah. How did the grandpa get infected? Yeah. Oh, and then, like, another... I had written gas mask only for people infected, but then I soon realized, like, yeah, it's only for infected people, because at first I thought they were wearing it only, or just to go outside, Mm because I was like, oh, the air outside is tainted, Yeah. but that, the air outside seemed to be fine. Okay, so I guess general things, I don't know, it's kind of weird, because, like, I feel like nothing really happens, like, yeah, like, obviously things happen, but, like, you never find out what's, like, the backstory, like, what led yeah, to all of this. There's no, there's no point where anything is revealed, really. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was one of the strong points oh, of the movie. Hmm. I feel... I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because, so I would have... Did What are your notes saying? I have lots of stuff. Okay, a note with the gas masks... I did like, there was a lot of emphasis on breathing throughout the movie, mm-hmm. and just like the sound of it, like it opens with the sound of, I think it was the grandpa breathing. Yeah. Um, And like, that's a lot of the, like, whenever there's like, silence, it's like a lot of it's with breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, And then, obviously, like, that has relevance in that, like, they, they have to use gas masks, and like, it's... I mean, assuming they use gas masks, it's like airborne or something. I like the bit with the painting, because like the apocalypse, like apocalyptic apocalyptic imagery, I guess. And I liked the transition, because it felt like it was on the ceiling, and then it transitioned into seeming like it was on the wall. Oh, I didn't get that feeling. Hmm. Um, but yeah, oh, I don't know where it was. Travis he was up? Is it just on the wall? Is yeah. how you read it? Yeah, so he was looking up and he was like staring and it was a good shot of that. And then it like, I thought it was a reverse shot. Mm-hmm. and But then it like turns and shows the hallway. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a cool moment. I don't know if that's intentional or not, but... 
Also, this film oh. gives me lots of um, the Quiet Place vibes. Yeah. And then you were talking about the breathing, and that's also like a huge thing. Yeah, for in sure. The quiet Place. For sure. I don't know. Some of the probably my favorite thing about it is a lot of the imagery, like the red door. I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the like dog, and just like moments. There are moments with him that I thought had like some good imagery. I feel like red doors um, are overused in horror. Films. Yeah, probably, but it. I don't know. It felt like distinctive within yeah. the movie. The architecture of the house in general, I thought, made for some good imagery for sure. There was one shot where it's like he's kneeling. And it's just pushing in, and there's, like, a window and, like, triangular oh, yes. ceiling. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. this. Yeah, and then the imagery of the disease, like, the the black vomit and, yeah. like, the... Spores. Yeah, all that was good. Black plague. Yeah. Oh, okay, so there was a moment when... What? I don't know. Why shouldn't we? I don't know. I'll give a spoiler warning if I'm about to spoil something. Um, this isn't really a spoiler. I just thought of that. But there's a bit when... Um, so when he's driving with Will, and Will's in the back, mm-hmm. I'm assuming I'm going to try to avoid spoilers for the in- entirety of this. Oh, no. Um, they're in the They're in the trunk, car, and, yeah. and Will's in the trunk, and he uh, like adjusts the mirror, but you don't see like what on. And in my mind, I was like, oh, it'd be cool if they showed that it, he was focusing on Will instead of the road. Mm-hmm. And then, like, in the later scene, it showed that that was the case, so I thought that was kind of interesting. For a know. second, was... I was getting uh, Children of Men vibes, just because it was a road yeah, and they were driving, yeah, yeah. and it was a long shot. Yeah. Um, And for a second, I thought it was going to turn into that type of thing, where, like... Yeah, I thought there would be lots of, like, in more crazy people. Yeah, you know, exactly. like the... Seen in Children of Men, obviously, where mm-hmm. everybody comes rushing out of the woods and everything. Yeah. Very relevant. We're currently recording oh, in the midst yeah, of... Yeah, in the midst of coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought of that, like, immediately. Like, ten minutes in, and I was like, okay, it's relevant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except, like, that would have been cool here, but I also would have been like, this is just Children of Men. Yeah. And, obviously, I like Children of Men more than this. Yeah, so. for sure. Also, like, Children of Men, I thought it was gonna, like... How they go to different places. I thought oh, we were yeah, going to go to their house. Yeah. But, like, yeah. you just... I, that back. was something I thought of, and I didn't really think of whether or not I liked this at the time, but I do kind of like the fact that you don't really go anywhere within, a, like, a 10-mile radius or something. Like, there's one scene, yeah. like, 10 miles away, and then it's all at the house. Because I guess the main protagonist protagonist is Travis, right? So yeah. he wouldn't really Which, know... Yeah, so he doesn't know. I kind of take issue with that, though. Because a lot of the first act is from the dad's perspective. Yeah. I wish that scene were longer, because I think it would have been way interesting if, like, she had, like, touched his hand or something, and so you don't know, and spoilers here on out, probably, you don't know where he gets it from. Oh, yeah, that'd be so cool. if he touched the... Like, if he held the kid's hand and she... Like, that was the thing I thought of. That'd be so interesting. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's obvious where he's getting it. Yeah. I did not like that scene where he's... Where she's sitting in the kitchen and he's there. It just was... I mean, it was good, a good scene, but I didn't like it because it was uncomfy. Yeah, yeah. And there's, like, too much sexual tension. Yeah. I don't know. That... See... Or is it? Yeah. He got it from... 
it could have been from the dog, I guess. So, but probably not. I thought he got it from the kid. You think he's he slept walk and like opened the door? No, 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 no. I think the kid opened the door. Oh, uh, Andrew. Yeah, and like oh, okay. interacted with the dog. Okay. And that's why at the end they're like, keep your eyes closed, Andrew, because his eyes are probably all messed up from the disease, so mm-hmm. they don't want them to see it. Yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't get that because I was like, I didn't realize that was a symptom. Yeah, I could totally be wrong, but there's a moment when he has all black eyes, like in one of his dreams. Yeah. And then, like, when he has the dream about his grandpa, he had all black eyes, I think, and he's, like, dripping vomit from his mouth. Oh, yeah, he, Travis also has a dream where his dad is standing over him. Yeah, and he has all black eyes, right? Yeah, what is that all about? And... Travis doesn't, there wasn't a moment where I was like, oh, this is a scene where Travis is the character until, like, he and Kim were talking in the middle of the night. Yeah. And that was one of my notes, is I wish there were a lot, like, he had more dialogue earlier on, because he was, like, clearly a focal point, because he was having, like, the bad dreams and everything, Mm -hmm. but, yeah, he didn't talk that much before. Yeah, that is. But, like, no one really did besides the dad, I feel like. Like, you don't really get to know the mom or... Like, Sarah or Travis, until, like, the second act. I don't know. Maybe... Like, he wasn't with him when they drove away, and he shot that guy. Yeah. Which... Maybe because his dad is, like, the killer in this movie. Like, not the killer, but he kills everyone, basically. Yeah, okay, but... I don't know. Travis doesn't... Characterization's a bit weird. Yeah. Okay, the thing about the aspect ratio... Okay, yeah. I kept thinking it was getting smaller, because it kept looking small, and I'm like, there's no way... Or it kept looking um, wider? No, uh... Yeah, the bars got bigger? Yeah. Or, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 we have food. Some brown food. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Do you want salsa? Um, that mango salsa? No? No, we're probably good. Maybe he does. Unless you do. Yeah. No, I'm good. Know. Okay. To go with um, the chips, I'm serious. <laughs> no, I'm, I understand. You don't want any? No, we're no. good. Okay, fine. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that cameo from Sammy's dad. Yeah. So it definitely changed at some point. I don't know where. Yeah. I do like that addition. I was reading about it, and I remember reading that it changed, and then I totally forgot about it. And oh, then okay. at the last 20 minutes, I, I was like, oh, the okay. bar is bigger. Okay. So yeah, I don't know where that was. I would it would be my favorite thing if it's just slowly yeah, that smaller would be amazing. throughout the movie. Okay, yeah, the aspect ratio thing. I think it was getting thinner. Okay. But there were scenes where I was like actively watching it to see, mm-hmm. but then at the very end it widened like as the credits started. So yeah. I'm thinking it was just getting thinner the entire time. Oh, like very slowly. Yeah. That'd Which be because I was watching it like a lot of the time and it didn't ever look like it was moving, mm-hmm. but it just seemed like it was thinner than it was before. So I'm I hope that's the case cuz that's so that seems so interesting to me because it's never like it never calls attention to itself really. Yeah. But what, um, I don't know what would that even mean like Yeah, I Yeah, I don't know. Other than that, the cinematography is good. Mhm. Lots of nice composition. Lighting's very the good. The lighting's great. The They're, like, whenever it's the camera's, like, pushing in or pulling back, that's always cool. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, a, for some reason, that's, like, a horror thing. 
I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of. Uh, music is uh, pretty good. Music was good. The last shot was great. Mm-hmm. No, that's cr- yeah. pretty great though because you, you can just assume they're gonna kill him, or do they all have it? So they're just gonna well, live it out. And got die. it. They might all have it because the mom, for sure, has it because yeah. they had like a good amount of contact. The dad mm-hmm. probably has it because he's not wearing a mask around the mom. Mm-hmm. It was weird though because the last like. Three minutes, I was like, oh, it's going to end here. Yeah. It's going to end here. Yeah, same. I kept thinking every shot was the last shot. Dang. So they're just, like, waiting out their fate. Yeah. You go off. Okay. The title is awful. Yeah. Oh, That's the worst thing about it. Nothing's Um, coming at night. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. And I get that he has, like, dreams at night and stuff, but... And they, like, don't go out at night or whatever. But this yeah. is legit. I'm angry about this. That's such an awful that. title. Yeah. God. Okay, that was my thinking. Because I'm like, oh, it's probably, we think it's a disease thing. But then, like, eventually we'll figure out something more. But yeah. it's just a disease thing the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's I horrible. guess the dog <laughs> comes at night. Oh, yeah, people come at night. People. Break in at night. Yeah. It, I, it meant nothing. It, Jeez, I yeah. really feel like they saw It Follows and were like, that's a good title. <laughs> and then we're like, it comes at night. Yeah. But then, and then it, yeah, nothing's coming at night. When did um, It Falls come out? Uh, 2015, I think. Yeah, and this so. Was, it, I know it was later. before this. Yeah. Um, it maybe was 2014 or 2016, but it was before this. Other than that, do you have complaints? Because I have a few things I want to complain about. I guess I... For um, sure. didn't really care about the people that much, but, yeah. like, there were definitely moments where I was like, oh, like, the tension's building up. Um, this is the most, I mean, this is your first Trey Edward Schultz movie. Yeah. But it's much more restrained pacing-wise than Waves or Cresha. Why which, are those more fast? Those are, yeah. Okay. They're like, like, I mean... The first half of Waves is fast, and then the second half of Waves is a lot slower. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I thought... I liked the concept that he was doing a slower movie, but I feel like I took issue with some of the pacing. Um, There were a a lot of moments where it felt like nothing was happening, or like it was too slow. Really? I I don't know. I don't know. I felt fine. I was contempt. Alright, um, I was trying to think of, like, what is this movie saying? Okay, yeah, that's my other big issue. Yeah, it's I don't not think saying it's anything. saying anything. Okay, I was like, humanity, love, okay, family? Yeah, because I like the, con- the, the, how... I'm gonna talk about the rest of our little setup here. We also have some, uh, tortilla chips with, uh, I don't know, what are those? Seeds? Flakes? Seeds. And then we have some Tagalongs, uh, Girl Scout cookies, and some Thin Mints. Oh, we have a gripe about the Girl Scouts. Oh, who? We do. Because it's... Oh, yeah! This is awful. Yeah. It's... No, actually, <laughs> I'm not that angry about it. Oh. Um, so it says, go-getter, innovator, risk-taker, leader on the box. And it, like, stands... Or girl stands for that, or whatever. Um, so we came up with the idea that, like, they made that acronym first, and then we're like, oh, this just happens to spell out girls. Yeah. I guess we should make a Boy Scouts with girls. I'm gonna close the door. You can talk. Okay, um, yeah, so I was thinking humanity, just because, obviously, like, whether to trust humanity or not, because, like, like, I don't know, like, 
the world just goes down, once the world goes downhill, you really can't trust anybody. And then that's like really a major theme. Um, also, Sammy's dad brought some pistachios and I can't remember the last time I had pistachios. So I'm kind of excited. About um, pistachios? Yeah, I can't remember the last time I had some. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that about sums it up for me. Uh, back to the movie. Okay, yeah. What is it about? I, I s- slightly went on, like, what about humanity. And, like, you can't trust anyone once the world goes to poop. Yeah. Like, I... I don't know. That's not really saying much. I like the idea of, like, how quickly they turn on each other and stuff. <laughs> it's kind of stupid. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But that felt more like just them being inconsistently written sometimes yeah. than it did them being, like, impulsive because it's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, also, okay, one of the moments that was, like, my favorite moment in the movie, and then became, like, my least favorite, there's the scene when they're talking at night, just Will and, what's his name? The dad? Paul? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the only child brother thing, that went nowhere. Yeah. And, like, there's no, there's no point in the rest of the movie where you're like, oh, that's why he was lying about that. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, he lied and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, that I wasn't a fan of. All my thoughts. Yeah, I have one more thing, I think. Okay. I didn't... Will's performance in the beginning, I was kind of weirded out about. It was either... Yeah. That was, like, just the... The character is just off and weird. Yeah. But I felt more it was just, like, the actor was just... Yeah, that's a possibility. The only performance I actually liked was Travis. And then the others were, like, serviceable. A lot of his performance i guess this is a good part of acting was just like staring at things yeah and looking Um, scared no yeah i don't think he had enough dialogue yeah which like again he had like none in the first act i think that's no yeah i was just thinking right now what this film is missing is like a bit more scope in the i guess i know it's supposed to be like small but like is this just in the United States? Is this, like, worldwide? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like be, the way they, they do that... They probably don't know. I wish they addressed that they didn't know. Yeah. At least. Them. The way to do that, though, I'm... Not that I really know how to make a movie, <laughs> but I think the way to do that is, like, in Children of Men, where they're, like... They're, you have the whole, like, group of um, people berating... Uh, I can't remember their names. But when they're in the car and they're going. Yeah. Like, if you see that many people, you're like, oh, yeah, you're this, like, is this really is really bad. Yeah. But, like, it's just those um, two guys that hunt them. Yeah. So you're like... I guess the thing... I don't know. I guess that scope is, like, established because you know he hasn't seen people for, like, 50 miles. But I don't think you ever feel it. Yeah. Like, it always feels like it's a... Oh, um, But that may be because it's, like, they're so far past the point. Like, everybody's dead at this point, small-scale thing. Mm-hmm. I just thought for a second, I was like, what if this is actually a zombie movie? Because they kill him before they get that bad, right? Like, they're oh, a little yeah. sick. And then uh, Paul, he's talking to Will, and he's like, um, have you seen anyone? Like, when he's talking about how uh, Will has traveled places, like, have you seen anyone? Oh, yeah. And I was like, why would that matter? Unless, like, I don't know, maybe... It's yeah. probably not a zombie thing. Yeah. But, like, that just I came to my head. I liked it a decent amount. Um, yeah. Anything else? No. Rating? Rating. Out of five? You yeah. first. Uh, I think 3.5. Okay. 
That sounds right. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with a three, but it's... Yeah, so, I don't know, draw people. Um, maybe even do some vandalism. That's <laughs> Vandalism is great, yeah. of course. Um, is this not movie-related? Yeah. I, I probably haven't probably. done anything. Oh, uh, well, I'm going to recommend related. something for you, then. Okay. Uh, uh, Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, I was thinking Girl Scout cookies, but they're, like, widely known. Oh. Uh, but so is drawing. Yeah. That's pretty <laughs> widely known. That's, like, the first thing man that's has the, ever done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to recommend breathing. Uh, it's pretty good. Relevant to the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Except the title. Yeah. The, I, the more I think about that, yeah, it that's genuinely pretty bad, doesn't actually. make sense. Okay, um, I guess recommendations now. Um, I'm gonna recommend drawing, just like sketching, cause uh, I was at work today, uh-huh. and then I brought this notepad, and I was like, "Hey, I, I haven't drawn anything. Let me do this." And so I just started drawing a tree on a cliff. I was That's like, wow. pretty good. He was drawn in the movie. That oh, part yeah. was cool. That the was drawing. Yeah, I was like, "This is good." I wish there were a close up of it. That though. was, or also... if it were in like one more than one scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that was reoccurring. That rem- yeah. that also reminded me of The Shining because um, what's his uh, Danny? Danny, how he yeah he draws he stuff and, right yeah. yeah. Of course, I wouldn't know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I have asthma. <laughs> Sammy's uh been on a respirator, <laughs> respirator, respirator, <laughs> uh for the past. Uh, 18 20 years. years. 20 years. Before he was born. But yeah. Pre-birth. <laughs> Sad. Yeah. How do you end a podcast? Um, I don't know. Hey, you should maybe follow Sammy on Letterboxd and Instagram. You could follow me on Letterboxd. It's uh, Gonzalez Avery. And Sammy is the list is life dot 42. It's just the list is life 42. Okay. On both Letterboxd and Instagram. And Sammy does movie stuff. So if yeah. you care about his opinion. You probably shouldn't. But Yeah. Or if you want to trash on him and just comment <laughs> hateful things. Those are the places yeah, to go. Yeah, you could do that. Obviously closer to a 3.5 than a 2.5. I didn't, like, dislike it at all. Okay, for sure. And we're gonna maybe talk about Waves. We just literally finished Waves. Um... Yeah, I'm gonna are... go first. Yeah, please. So because... I've already seen this movie. Yeah. Um, and I'll talk about what I thought and how that's changed and what stayed the same. But I want to hear all your thoughts first. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I just have basic info. Yeah, give us some um, info. 2019, and like the last movie, Trey Edward Schultz, produced by A24. This is the weirdest part. It said it. The revenue was two million, which is significantly lower than it comes at night, which I can't be. The, like, um, how much how the much movie made? Made. Um, I was like, this can't be true. It, it, it's weird that it's less than it comes at night, but it doesn't surprise me that it didn't make that much because I feel like it came out and nobody saw it. Like no one yeah. talked about it until like a few months later. Yeah, and then I couldn't find the budget, but. And it's then, great. uh, like, I don't know what you would call this, but I, I called it like a circle shot where he just Oh like, yeah. Just like, like the pans. Yeah. Basically. But, it's a but it's like a 360. Pan. Yeah. Um, he does that. Uh, there are a ton of those in Cretia. Oh, okay. And then there weren't any in It Comes at Night, which I was surprised by. Cause like based on mm-hmm. these two, I thought there'd be a ton. 
but also like tonally it wouldn't have worked there as well yeah um and then at the in the beginning of the movie when they're driving it totally gave me like anxiety like from mid 90s just because like in mid 90s um when they're driving in that one scene and then they crash oh yeah um i got that like all the time throughout this movie yeah every anytime they're driving yeah it's kind of intense i don't know if that's on purpose but in one of the scenes i think for sure in um, a couple of the others less so yeah um and then there's a cut where they're driving and it goes to a train i'm like why did you do that that like Mm -hmm. hurt me yeah i can't imagine it was more than maybe how much was it, it comes at night between two and five i tried looking for it but i yeah i don't know i don't think there's i can't find it yeah and then um and then just like a small little tidbit which isn't really anything extraordinary but uh schultz had like a basically all the music from the beginning like Mm -hmm. obviously typically directors or whomever choose the music afterwards but he had music in mind beginning it started with the breathing just yeah, like, just like it comes at night. Yeah. I noticed that. And if then, you're curious about Rotten Tomatoes, it's 83 critics and 81 audience. Oh, that's so pretty significantly great. different. Yeah. Um, and then IMDb is a 7.7 out of 10, and on Letterboxd it's a 3.8 out of 5. And then my little notes throughout the movie. Um. Okay, so it's better on all fronts. Yeah. In Crit- terms of yeah, yeah reception. Reception. The, it'll be along with a lot of my thoughts. Okay, stuff I wrote down. I noticed it started with breathing, too, and it ends with breathing. Uh, okay, the the shots in the car you were talking about, I those, like, just 360, they just go in a mm-hmm. circle. There's, like, one at the beginning and one near the end. And, like, the way they parallel each other, those are, like, two of my very favorite moments in the movie. And it's just also just, like, a nice shot mm-hmm. and also that similarly to it comes at night that reminds me a lot of children of men just the how the yeah. shot goes around in a circle sure. and they just i don't know like the way they're portraying the relationships is just really interesting because they're both like that's like the peak of the happiness of these relationships yeah, yeah i'll just go over like things that work i guess all the m- sequences this is kind of spoilery i guess so all the stuff with his like shoulder strain like, once you know it, how bad it is, and, like, every time he does any physical activity, it's, like, painful. Yeah. And, like, those sequences work so well for me. For sure. From here on out, it's hard to talk about this at yeah. all without getting into spoilers. Yeah. Especially because it's, like, all just experience. It's mm-hmm. not, like... Okay, something that I don't love, but it doesn't... Bo- it It's just, like, a detail... But there's a moment when he's texting his girlfriend on his computer, and I was like, that's not a thing people do. And it felt like such like a, I'm a 30-year-old guy making a movie about teenagers moment. As a person who <laughs> has seen this? No, this is totally... No, yeah, I've done this. Okay. But it just, it it felt weird to me. Like, oh. yeah, I guess all of this is going to get into... Okay. I mean, typically, I see it with people on their MacBooks. Yeah. Because I message... And his is like a desktop, co- desktop yeah, computer. Which is odd. In like his... Yeah, I don't know. I thought but, it was kind of strange. Sure. <laughs> it was just a thing I noticed. And then I just made this stupid little comment. I was like, if you want to make a good A24 film, go to Florida. Yeah. It's insane to me that this Moonlight and the Florida Project are all like 
somewhat aesthetically similar mm-hmm. and like somewhat trying to do the same sort of thing yeah like how they capture adolescence and mm-hmm. stuff and then they're all florida they're all a24 they're all like nice colors do you have anything from the beginning of um the movie? or just oh talk about how you felt it, uh before before okay so main thing this movie is like a technical marvel yeah okay. it's phenomenal mm-hmm. the cinematography's insane the editing's insane yeah i think this is a huge step up from, from it comes at night or yeah, yeah it comes at night <laughs> yeah no question about that there are shots in this that like blow my mind the ones in the cars going 360 i love those there are some at like the wrestling practices the way they move around mm-hmm. and it creates like a weird tension there's another shot what was i thinking of probably i don't know but probably Ocean oh, shots. Yeah, o- shots of the ocean look fantastic. Mm-hmm. What's her name? There's a shot near the end when, when um, I just think of her by the actress's Emily? name. Emily, the Taylor Russell character. She sits up in bed and the camera goes from oh, like... I, how did I not notice this? It's a, a fantastic shot and it like mo- it's like not locked onto her because mm-hmm. she's like, they're separated. But it like moves as though it's locked onto her and that's fantastic. This, we sort of talked about how he was inspired by PTA. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, this one very much oh, gives yeah, off Punch Drunk sure. Love vibes. For sure. Um, like, camera movement, very Punch Drunk Love-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, lens flares, and then, like, the color transitions. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, those I love. Other aesthetic stuff, the aspect ratio change is phenomenal. Yeah. Wait, is it um, phenomenal? I, I, I don't love f- it so much. Is there... I don't grasp any reason for the I, changes. I get... Like, it's a... It happens at such a momentous moment, I guess. Yeah. That, like, it hit me. Even though, like, I... It, I don't know. I, I like it. For sure. One of the big things that worked a lot more for me this time that I kind of didn't love all the way the first time I saw it was the soundtrack. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I guess they talk about the music... Like, yeah. in the actual uh, yeah. screen. That's play. when it bothers me the least, is when they discuss it. Yeah. Like, when exactly. she's like, oh, I like this song by Animal Collective. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's such a good moment. Yeah. What do you I'll think go, of it? Okay, I'll go first. Um, like, it's nice to hear music that I'm super familiar with, because it's just, I don't know, it makes me smile and it's happy, and it's, like, cool the way they implement it, but, it, like, I don't feel like a real need for it or a reason. Okay, yeah. And... I don't know, this movie seems kind of timeless. Like, yeah, they're using modern technology, but I feel like this could have been early 2000s, the 90s. This, like... So, like, I don't know. This modern yeah. music isn't really, like... Okay, yeah, so the first time I watched it, I was not... I obviously love a lot of these songs. It just felt like a Spotify playlist set to a movie. Yeah, for sure. More than it did like an actual soundtrack whereas this time watching it it felt like an actual soundtrack Mm. and like none of the music choices really bothered me i guess three things about the soundtrack just like specific music choices so the use of what a difference a day made i thought was great but i wish there were more like older songs like that Mm -hmm. and less like hip-hop and pop yeah and then the use of backseat freestyle is kind of questionable in my opinion really but Okay, that's my question for you, because you probably know more of these songs than I do. Like, I know a decent amount. I don't know if that's one that sticks out to me because it's used weirdly in the movie, or it just sticks out to me because it's the one I know the best. I don't know. Like, 
it just felt right for the moment. Like that song, especially for me, I was like, oh, okay. this is totally yeah, what would happen. Because he's like angry in it. Yeah. It makes sense for the tone of the scene, mm-hmm. I think. That's one of the music choices that I was like, I don't know if this is like bad or I, I just feel weird about it because it's one of the songs yeah. I know best. Yeah, that's definitely the problem with using a lot of music modern you know, or music. modern yeah. music. But I think that's something that I think, like you were saying, it makes it less timeless. I feel like that'll actually age it better because like now it feels a bit weird because we're like, this is the first time we're hearing this music mm-hmm. in movies or like a, for the most part. Like, Frank Ocean isn't in any movie, any movies. Really. Yeah. But, like, once those things have become, like, I think it'll be, like, older mm-hmm. or, like, classics or whatever, people will look at it and be like, wow, this is such an of-the-times movie. And but like is that a good in thing? An impressive way. I feel like when we say no, of the times movie, we're like... No, that's great. No, okay. Um, oh, this is such a 90s movie. No, I agree and disagree. I think... In a way, if it feels dated, then yes. But I don't think these are things that'll date the movie. I just think they're things that, like, set it in the zeitgeist. Does that make sense? Implying there's a zeitgeist means that it'll end. And, like... Well, yeah. It will. No, but, like... I don't know. You haven't seen Easy Rider, but that's, like, the first example I think of always. But... And that's a movie from, like, 1969, and it's about, like, the hippie movement and everything. And it's, like, so specifically 1969, but that's why it works. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this movie is, like, very specifically, like, late 2010s. Yeah. But I feel like that's... I don't know. I guess only time will tell if that ages it well or poorly. But, like, as of now, I I don't know. It doesn't bother me a lot. Okay, and then the use of IFHY. I hated that the first time (laughs) I saw it. That was, like, that moment is what ruined the movie for me dang really no legit like i i had so many issues that like stemmed from that moment i still don't love that yeah it feels weirdly aggressive yeah and it's kind of scary yeah (laughs) but i don't dislike that moment necessarily anymore that's my least favorite use of music in the movie though for sure same here because it's like so not subtle yeah yeah, okay, for me, that scene with, like, the... Te- where basically it was, like, all text conversation oh, yeah. was, like, the thing that, as a scene, I like, but it was what, like, basically ruined a lot... Or, like, the reason I didn't like a lot of this movie. And I feel like... Okay, there's this feeling... I don't know, more the first time I watched it. This time I didn't really get it. But there's this feeling it creates once he, like, punches his wall and knocks everything off... Like, it feels like everything he's doing is so impulsive that it, like, almost seems robotic. And so, like, I sort of stopped caring what he was going to do because he just seemed like an unstoppable force. But then this time I watched it, I felt that less. Like, it still seemed like he was a person with, Mm -hmm. like, like his Mm -hmm. dresser and everything, choosing things. It's so, like... No, yeah, for that song, I always think of the music video. I don't know if you've seen it, but, like, the music video is so, like, not aggressive. They're using it to where it's, like, extremely aggressive, and it's yeah. just... I don't know. It messes up what I think of the song. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, No, yeah, I totally get that. Because, like... Yeah. People, um, and then when he's, like, brooding at the party, like, yeah. it kind of enforces exactly, that. Yeah. Which, again, the last time I saw it, it was, like, way late at night, and I was very tired. So, like, the way I remember the timing of it is different. So I thought there was a lot like, a ton of minutes of him just, like, being sad at the party, Mm. which 
would be worse. Yeah. Okay, so should I get into like oh uh, discuss? Okay, Lucas Hedges' character. I was like iffy on him the first time. I love him. Yeah, um, he's the scene like with his intro and then them at the diner, like the way he's awkward mm-hmm. but like in the nicest way. Yeah, I relate to way too deeply, and I was like, I don't know. It just felt like such an honestly written moment. Yeah, for sure. Um, when he was very very first introduced, um, wrestling. What's his name? Tyler. Yeah. I was confused. I was like, why would they get Lucas Hedges for this little scene? Oh yeah. And I was like. That's did you know he was in this movie before going yeah in? i I saw the cast okay. and I saw he was in there, and then I was like, but even so, that kind of bothers me, and it seems like you don't understand him as well once the actual confrontation happens. What do you mean like you don't understand him like you don't connect to him as much as a person oh, you're okay. like, oh, this is just like he's just like an unstoppable force now, yeah, well, no, as and I soon felt as that they less. were in the garage. Yeah, together? I felt him as yeah. a person at yeah. that point. The, yeah, the first time I didn't really feel, like, connected to him as, like, an actual character at that point. But this time it definitely improved in that sense. Do you think you would have recognized him in that moment if you didn't yeah, know he was in the sure. movie? Okay. Yeah, I feel like I'm familiar with his face by now. Yeah. Okay, since we went to that part, yeah, I feel like... second half. Thoughts. Second half, yeah. Like, well... Yeah. After that, I love that. Um, the scene when they're running around in the sprinklers. Yeah, okay. I really love that. And the water gets on the cameras. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stop you for a second, because at that moment, you don't really get to see, like, what or you have, but then, like, you kind of forget about that, because she's been with him. Like, how she's feeling about her brother, yeah. or just about her family. So then, like, at that moment, she seems kind of happy and, like, really content. Yeah. And at that moment, I was like... Like, I'm really happy for her, but I feel like there's still an underlying sadness. Yeah. But then they address that. Yeah. Which is great, but, um, yeah, at that moment, I was like, I'm, I want to feel happy, but, like, but it's just... But it's too sad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get that in, like, most of the scenes with her. Yeah. Because it's, like, beyond, like, the first scene of just her, like, going around school and looking on social media and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, the first scene in the second half. It's mostly just her interactions with him. So that never gets directly addressed until, Mm -hmm. like, later on. I don't know how you felt about this scene, because obviously it's awkward, but the sex scene, Um, I thought was, like, actually a great scene. Yeah, um... Just the way they interact is, like, the same as their normal awkward interactions, and, like, they're both... I don't know. It's just, like, a nice, genuine scene. Yeah, I was just weirded out, because when they're first starting out, Lucas Hedges is, like, smiling. <laughs> yeah. Like... Yeah, no, it's weird. Yeah. Um, and then, like, when... Yeah, they, like, freak out over, like, nothing going on. Yeah. And they're like, oh, he's like, I'm sorry, like, the entire yeah. time anything's happening. And she's like, it's okay. But, like, I don't know, that kind of awkwardness is no, just yeah. kind of nice and genuine. Yeah, for sure. I think my favorite scene in the movie is the scene when uh, she goes fishing with her dad. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's... The first time I watched it, I, because that's the scene that was, like, most talked about, I feel mm-hmm. like. And the first time I saw it, I was like, that was good, I guess. Oh, But really? I also, yeah, I had, like, a significant issue with it. Oh. Um, that I'll address. Um, but, yeah, that this time, I was, like, almost crying. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, my God, yeah. Because... I was, I was tearing up. There's a moment 
last time I felt this and then this time I felt this, but last time it lasted for the whole scene where like once she says she's like feeling guilty, I was like, oh, they're just like introducing that and it's like it felt kind of lazy. But then like this te- this time once she's crying, it actually hit me. Mm-hmm. Whereas last time I I think it was like too late at night for me to even sense what was going on. <laughs> yeah. Um that yeah, I love that scene mm-hmm. so much. And the dialogue is like I don't know, genuinely fantastic. Yeah. It's so spot on. Um yeah. It's I don't know. Yeah. And it looks great. Mm-hmm. Like the the colors are nice. And I mean they're generally the same throughout the movie. Yeah. But yeah. Do you have any big complaints? Cuz mm-hmm. I'm going to get into complaints um, sort of I'll address issues I had slash have. No, like I don't know. I guess the music, yeah, so I feel like, I don't know, I guess this is just Lucas Hedges, but, like, the aesthetic kind of changed, like, obviously the aspect ratio, but also, like, he was wearing, like, 90s clothes, like, he had a baggy shirt and short shorts, and the, it was, like, a baggy striped shirt, and I was, like, I wasn't thrown off, but I was just, like... His style's not great, but it, like, works with the character in the movie, I feel like. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, and then, like you were saying earlier, like, I extremely relate to him just being awkward and, like, yeah, kind of goofy, and it's, there are, it's great. Yeah, I don't know, there are a few scenes I guess I want to bring up just to be like, these are good mm-hmm. in the second half. Um, the scene with the song by Animal Collective, I love that, the, when it's like, when you just hear it through the window and then she yeah. rolls it down and you can hear it. I, I don't know, like, it's... Clearly, it's not perfect, and it's not, like, a five. Yeah. But I don't... I can't pinpoint anything I dislike yeah. about it. Okay. Yeah, okay, so one of the big things for me last time was the I, uh, IFHY moment, and, like, that kind of bothered me for some mm-hmm. reason, and I sort of got into that and how it's, like, I don't know. Oddly yeah, How aggressive. it's, like, oddly aggressive and everything. Um, but I felt it more this time and, like, felt less disconnected from his character at that moment. And, like, the music cue felt way less corny. Mm-hmm. Whereas the first time I was like, that's such a, like, cheap way to be like, he's mad, see? <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess my biggest issues last time were the... Okay, so one of the biggest, like, aspects to, like the amount of backlash this movie has gotten um, is in that it's like a white writer and director writing about yeah, a black family. Yeah, I was family. thinking about that. Um, and, okay, so this, I still have an issue with him, but the, in the movie it bothered me less. So I feel like it makes a lot of assumptions about, like, the black experience. Um, but knowing that, like, a lot of it is also just, like, his experiences with family in general... Uh, because I watched Krisha and I was looking it up and a lot of that has to do with like abuse and um and it was like inspired by his dad's like behaviors towards him as a kid. Okay, so I don't know, a lot of what I assumed was just him being like, This is what black people go through. It might just be have been like genuine stuff he went through that like didn't have to do with race. Yeah. Um the uses of the N-word like, there are moments where I was like, is this, like, why would he even put this in the script? But it's only, like, twice. Yeah. And one of them is, so that bothered me less this time. 
Um, Wait, what are the two? So I remember. The so one there's where a part the, when he calls the, the cat. He calls the cat the n word. Oh really? Yeah. Like in a like a in funny like way. A, yeah. Oh okay. Um. <laughs> in a joyful way. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say in a joyful way. Um. And then yeah, when they're at the clinic. Mm-hmm. Um. But that. I don't know that. That one seemed. That one seemed genuine. Yeah, for sure. Um. Okay, he, my biggest issue with this is that when he's been, like, asked about it, he's reportedly been like, oh, but the movie's colorblind, which is, like, oh, that's man. so stupid. Yeah, why would he say that? That's so awful. And, it like, it's such a better defense to be like, it's about being a family in America. Yeah. Okay, we're back. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, um, the way he defended oh, yeah. writing, like, yeah. the black experience, basically. Um... Yeah, like, I, I'm i not angry that he made a movie about, like, black people, yeah. obviously, but I'm, I don't like that his defense was that it's yeah, colorblind. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, um, yeah, so that was one of the issues I had. The other one, thematically, I, so, there are sort of a few pieces that kind of contribute to this, um... So the moment on the, um, this is the big issue I had with the fishing scene is when she's like, he's a monster and he's like, he's just a human being. And then like later the Lucas Hedges, uh, character, what's his name? Luke. Yeah. Um, his whole arc with his dad, I felt was like basically coming away with the message like, oh, be nice to the abusive men in your life or else they're they'll abuse you. Damn, I didn't think about which, that. Which, like, I definitely took away from it last time, and I was like, that's awful. But then this time, it felt a lot more like, don't, like, forgive people for your own sake. It's not, like, condoning their actions or anything. Yeah. It's just, like, not holding on to that hate. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that, like, I think makes the fishing scene work for me, is that, um, like, he says that. He's like, you have to let go of hate. I've held on to, like, way too much hate. Um, so yeah, I guess the first time I read it sort of as like, oh, domestic violence is, isn't so bad and they're just human beings and they're just trying to get through it just like the rest of us. And I was like, that's an awful message. (laughs) Yeah. But like this time I felt, it felt less problematic, especially knowing that Trey Edward Schultz has dealt with like, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know to what degree exactly, they were abusive yeah. situations, but, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure his dad was, like, alcoholic and used drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and based on, like, Luke's character and um, uh, Tyler, his dad was probably similar to those two figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, totally got, from Lucas, or Luke, I got those vibes that, like, oh, this is Schultz's kind of upbringing, sort of. And, like... Yeah. And what little knowledge I know of him in that, like... um, And just the way... Or... Sorry. Take that back. Just, like, the way the dad acted. The cancer... Luke's dad. Luke's dad, yeah. Um, he, like, kind of acted similar to It Comes at Night. The dad in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just, like, stands there. And like, yeah, that... And like... That sequence is terrifying. Mm-hmm. When she wakes up, Mm -hmm. that's the same as, like, the opening of 
it comes at night. Yeah. Or, like, in the dream. Yeah. And then there's, like, the opening shot of Kreisha is also, like, she's staring straight into the camera. Um, yeah. So that's an interesting parallel for sure. For sure. Yeah, and since I knew, because what little research I did on um, It Comes at Night, I knew it was, like, sort of about... Or the dad, he he was thinking about his dad while writing it. Mm-hmm. So then, when seeing waves, I was like, "Oh, okay, this dad is probably parallel to his dad." Yeah. In whatever ways. Yeah, and I do think to a degree, probably Tyler's dad parallels him as well. He probably had like that kind of pressure mm-hmm. in some respects, um, but maybe I mean like. Tyler's dad is obviously much less, like, straight-up abusive than mm-hmm. Luke's dad. Um, yeah. And then, I guess just another issue with me is that, like, the first time I felt like there weren't enough actual, like, character-building, like, conversation scenes. So I felt like by the end I was just like, I don't really know anything about these people. They're just kind of empty. Yeah. And I, to a degree, I think that's still true, but it was much less that way this time. Like, I felt like I knew them. Mm-hmm. And, like, everything they did, I was like, okay, that's a thing that person would do. Yeah, I guess... Hmm, I don't know how I feel about that. I think I'll have to watch it again to get a better grasp. Yeah, I'm glad I saw this again. Because I genuinely thought I would like it less the second time. And I definitely liked it more. That's great. Um, Any other... Closing thoughts? Last comments um i'll just mention everything else in my oh i wrote down that they spend time flexing in the mirror after they work out (laughs) yeah i don't know if that's a thing people do but i thought it was kind of funny um i don't know i I mean it's normal if one person does it but like the fact that it's the dad and son i thought was kind of funny i feel like i've never done this but i feel like if i'd seen two like bros in the gym they would totally compare each other so yeah it was out of place um, the moment in the wrestling practice, or, like, right before the tournament when they scream, like, I am a new machine, yeah. or whatever, I thought that was interesting, um, and I feel like it sort of parallels the way he, like, responds to his breakup, mm. um, like, I was talking about how he sort of responds robotically, so I don't think that's necessarily, like, accidental on Schultz's part, I feel like he very much knows that, like, at that point, his impulsiveness is kind of like mechanical Mm -hmm. in a sense oh okay i don't know how we didn't talk about this how do you think the movie handles like the abortion oh i didn't dislike it yeah like i think it it handles it pretty well yeah yeah um because it's never it's clearly saying it's clearly like pro-choice yeah it's not saying, like, oh, killing babies is bad. Mm-hmm. And it's not being, like... Like, her reason for um, not getting an abortion is very much, like, this is my body, mm-hmm. and I, like... Yeah, I don't know. Do you think- I like the way it handles it. And I don't think he's... It's necessarily problematic for him to to want her to get an abortion. Yeah. Because, like, obviously they're in high school, he doesn't mm-hmm. want a kid... And then I do think that, like, Schultz is critiquing the way he responds to it impulsively yeah. and, like, violently and angrily and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think um, there's, like, a significant reason why the protesters were there? 
Or they were just, um, this is something that happens. I think just, like, this is something that happens. Because there's probably, like, you probably could never go to an abortion clinic and have there not be protesters. Like, I'm sure it's almost constant. Yeah. Um. Other stuff. The, the scene in the car right after they leave the clinic when they're fighting, I mm-hmm. love that scene so much. Um, that's the scene where I felt like they, like it keeps feeling like they're going to crash. Yeah. And the way they use like the beeping of like him, his seat belt not being buckled, um, to like increase the tension I thought was great. Oh, speaking Um, of beeping, uh, when he's getting the MRI and the ASAP Rocky song is playing, I love that. That was a, that's one of my favorite music cues because that's another one I know and I'm like, I don't know. It works well in the moment. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. And it like goes along with the imagery. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, oh, okay. I don't like that they take a limo to the dance. Yeah. That feels like so removed from reality yeah. for me. I don't know. It I don't fe- know rich Florida kids. So. Yeah, but yeah, like I'm sure it's a thing that happens. And obviously kids take limos to dances and yeah. stuff. But, like, it takes me out of it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's, that's like, a Wolf of Wall Street thing. Yeah, this limo is, like, beyond... Yeah, it's not, like, high school kids. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and, and like, the house they go to, who's... Where are your parents? I'm just like, what is this party? Um, I mean, the party... Stuff like that happens, obviously. But, like, it was... It's quite a large party. Yeah. Um, speaking of the party, I like how the strobe lights parallel the police sirens. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that was great. The whole sequence with, like, the police driving and everything, I absolutely love. Yeah, that's great. Um, and then one thing that, like, I don't know if this is necessarily, like, a flaw or something I like, but just the fact that, uh, their mom's not their biological mom, I feel like could have been set up earlier, but I'm not, yeah. like, mad that it wasn't. Yeah, it was sort of treated like a reveal. Yeah, which, like... Shouldn't... Shouldn't, especially in that moment, because yeah. it... But then I thought about it, and I'm like, maybe it's... The point is that, like, they're comfortable with her as their actual mom, yeah. who's, like, she's raised in most of their life. So it's not, like, a thing they would have... Yeah. ...had to reveal earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, And then... Uh, the diner that Luke and Emily go to, I was thinking might be the same diner that they go to at the beginning of the movie. Okay. Because I wasn't sure. That scene also at the beginning when they arm wrestle and everything, that's Mm -hmm. one of my favorite scenes in the movie. That's really good, yeah. The dialogue is like, it sets up the relationship between the dad and like the three others so well Mm -hmm. in that he's like stern and stuff. And you can see where like that pressure comes in, but it's also like friendly and like good a lot of the time yeah yeah i don't know it sets it up yeah nicely. other than pushing tyler to the max he's like a great dad in yeah mind. in he's a lot like of ways awesome. he's he's really really great yeah um yeah there are moments where he's awful yeah. like his when he's fighting with his wife like he's kind of a dick in that scene really or i, I mean he handles the fight well but he's like what he's arguing about is like I feel like he's underselling her. Oh grief. yeah, for sure. Yeah, 
Like um, the way he's like, oh, but I've been here for you, and you're just grieving, and it's dumb. Yeah. Uh, but, like, again, that's, I don't know, like, it deliberately within that scene, and, like, I feel like he sort of um, redeems himself after, especially after in, like, the fishing, fishing scene, yeah. because he's so, like, honest with how he's dealt with hate mm-hmm. in his life. Um, and... Yeah, and I guess one small critique is there's the part when Luke's talking about how much Emily's gonna love his mom, and then you never see yeah, his mom. Yeah, that was super I wish weird. there was, like, one scene with him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I guess the point that, was just the talk about his dad. Yeah, that's... I mean, obviously that's, like, yeah. the bigger story, but I wish there were, like, even, like, ten seconds just, like within a montage of them interacting. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know if I have anything else to say. Do you know where Schultz is from? I don't. Um, but I'll look it up. I don't know. If he's, like, from Florida, I don't know. That's fun. Um, also, like... I I don't don't get Florida vibes from him. I'm just gonna say I don't know why, I don't, but I, I barely know um, what he looks like, um. But also, if he's from like a racially diverse place, yeah, then uh, that partially, like the writing for, yeah, black leads is less of an issue. Yeah, definitely sure. if he's, um, like okay, like uh, the last black man in San Francisco. That's a white director and like that never feels like an issue because he and jimmy fails who plays jimmy Mm -hmm. in the movie i think they wrote it together okay and then they like actually grew up together in san francisco and like a lot of the experiences between the two leads and that are like their experiences um trey edward schultz was born in texas Mm. i think cresha might be set in texas I think it's filmed in his house, Kreisha, because, like, it's the same house with the short film as well, and, like, most of the cast is his family members. Um, Is this movie, where is it? It's on Netflix. Oh, okay. So you should definitely watch that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the short film is on YouTube, but I recommend watching that after, because, like, it gives away moments that, like, hit a lot harder in the feature. Um, I guess just a question out of curiosity, do you have a favorite song on the soundtrack? Or, like, a favorite music moment? Um, probably the ASAP Rocky one. Okay. But, like, just my favorite song is the Kendrick one. Yeah. Just because um, I'm a big Kendrick fan. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, it's the moment with... The, I don't know if it's my favorite use of music in the movie, but probably my favorite song is the Radiohead one at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like that scene. But there are other music choices that, like... Um, I don't know. Some of the more, like, intense music choices are really cool. I do like the ASAP Rocky one a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the, still, IFHY stands out to me, even though, like, I don't know how I feel about it but like it's one of the more memorable ones for me for sure Mm -hmm. and then backseat freestyle 
of course, is one of the more memorable ones and probably one of my favorite songs on there. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, okay, so there's, like, a decent amount of Frank Ocean in this. Is yeah. it all off Blonde? Um, I th- there was one song I didn't recognize. Okay. So I, I don't know where it was. It could be, because there's albums I haven't listened to. There's, like, um, yeah. Nostalgia, yeah. and there's, like, some yeah. other album. Um, yeah, okay. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm not super into Franks. So I don't. Okay. I can tell you. The thing, as far as I know, there weren't any Channel Orange songs. Yeah. I which so. I, I don't know why, but, like, I feel like they belong here. Like, the aesthetic mm-hmm. of that album is, like, the exact yeah. same as the aesthetic of this movie, I feel like. Yeah, Blonde is... And similar with Blonde, I guess. I don't but, know. I think um, Blonde... I think Channel Orange more so. Yeah, Channel Orange more so, yeah. for sure. Like, imagining, like think about you mm-hmm. in this movie that's like the exact same aesthetic yeah i don't know most definitely um that's super rich kids yeah yeah that would have that would have been too on the nose yeah pro- but, well ifhy was on the nose yeah um yeah or like forrest gump in this movie like mm-hmm. a scene when she's like hanging out with lucas hedges that's like the perfect... Also, just Tom Hanks in this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they should have all been Tom Hanks. <laughs> um, um, I guess score? Can I do my first one and then you? Yeah. And then me? So, originally, I gave this a 3.5 out of 5. It was closer... And it was all dependent on uh, the Tyler song? A lot of it of was. It, yeah. Like, that that moment, and then, like, the way it impacts how I felt the movie was discussing, like, male rage. Oh, okay, yeah. And everything, I feel like, like, the whole, my takeaway of, like, oh, it's just trying to forgive violent guys. hmm Yeah. Like, very much stems from, like, that moment. But a lot of that, like, I, I had less issue with that. This time. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so for me, man, um, I don't know. I, I think it's a 4.5. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I re- I'm really liking this. Um. But it's closer to a 4, for sure. Than a 5? Than, than a yeah. 5, yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely a 4 for me, at least. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't see myself ever bringing it up to a 4.5, but, like, I was genuinely so into it this time, Mm -hmm. and I was, like, I don't know, I was happy about that, because the first time I watched it, I was, like, I thought it was, like, so close to being, like, exactly, like, the perfect kind of movie that I wanted it to be, and then, like, this time I pretty much got that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember reading your review the first time around, and you were just, like, Yeah, my whole first paragraph is, like, all about... Like, how it's almost a, like, generation-defining movie. Yeah. But then, like, doesn't quite get there. Mm-hmm. And, like, I still wouldn't necessarily say it's generation-defining. Like, still something like Moonlight is, like, that's, like, such a definitive movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's such a... Even though that's based in the 80s and 90s. Um, yeah. But, like, no, that but feels such yeah. a definitive, like, portrayal of, like culture and aesthetic like right now Mm -hmm. um a 
another one I think our next podcast should be about mommy because that's okay. one that like I feel like that's maybe the most like aesthetically aligned with like Gen Z I mm-hmm. guess um yeah I don't know it's it's a nice movie to look at it's always yeah, entertaining it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah it's the first half is like I do think also people's complaints is that like he, it's so overly directed like there's so much like movement and yeah. and like editing and I and I get that complaint but like I it bothered me so much less now mm-hmm. and I feel like the fastness of the first half and the slowness of the second half sort of build off of each other very nicely for sure um yeah I love this movie mm-hmm. I w- I'm so glad I'm a lot less lukewarm than I was yeah for sure yeah while watching it I was like I can't imagine Sammy like dissing this again yeah it's I I was enjoying it so much mm-hmm. um yeah in terms of I mean, you don't have a ranked list for 2019 as far as I know. No. Um, If I remember correctly, so, yeah, before watching it again, it was, like, top 30 or so, I think. Now this is, like, a, definitely a top 15 or 20 yeah, of last I, year. Which, that seems, like, insanely low to me. But, like, it's... I don't know, yeah. I'm thinking, like, 17, maybe... 16 hmm. um yeah i haven't seen i probably haven't seen more than 20 from this year i'm you probably have oh really? i think you're underestimating it yeah because you've seen a solid amount of my oh um, like however many well yeah i'm thinking because I, I don't think i've seen that many but apparently i have but i, from, I could be wrong from what i can remember it feels like a top 10 but yeah. that's just because I haven't seen as much um, as you. Okay, so I saw... Jeez. I saw 66 2019 <laughs> movies. Um, on my letterbox, it's currently 28. I'd probably move it up to like 15 or 16. Um, yeah, probably 15. Um, what are your top 10? Uh, okay, so... Do, should I just give you, like, whatever is above it for me? Yeah, sure. And you've seen, like, a decent amount of these, but I'm guessing not more than ten. So, yeah. like, this would probably be somewhere in your top ten. Um, some of the stuff that you are a fan of that is below it. Um, Honey Boy, Midsummer, Us, and Toy Story 4. Um... The stuff that I would currently place above it still. Uh, 1917, The Farewell, Booksmart, which you didn't see, and Last Black Man. Um, and then my top 10. Should I just go in order from 10? Uh, 10 was Jojo Rabbit, which you didn't see. Uh, 9 was The Lighthouse, which we talked about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Um... Eight was Knives Out, which you didn't see. Seven, six and seven, interchangeable right now, but Climax and Uncut Gems, both of which you saw. Five is Little Women, um, which you saw. Four is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which you saw. 
uh, three. I just moved this from four to three because I went to it yesterday. Oh. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yeah, um, I still need to see. Yeah, you're counting that's twenty nineteen. Yeah, you depending on how scoundrel. Depending on how stuff works later on in the year, I may include it on my 2020 list. But release dates are always weird like that. Like, Climax technically came out in 2018. Oh, yeah. But then, like, the U.S. release was 2019. Um, And then Top 2, Marriage Story is second, and Parasite is first, both of which you've seen. Um, Yeah. So out of everything I'd rank above it, you've seen one. You've seen 10. Oh, okay. So I'm sure, yeah, this would be somewhere close to that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I genuinely love this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very happy about that. And it's, of course, gonna boost in my A24 ranking as well, which I've been, I need to get on a lot of those movies. Oh, have you not been updating it? No, I mean, I've been updating it, but I... So as of now, I think with It Comes at Night, I've seen 37. I just They're just, like, an insane amount that I still need to see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right now, that's it's 28 on that list, and it'd probably be, like, 20... Like... 12223 area. I need to we need to uh watch Spring Breakers cuz that's one that like I loved the first time and I feel like that'll get better. And it's spring break so it's the time of year. <laughs> um okay, I think that's a good advertisement for you guys for the for the half of you. Yeah. Cuz I doubt there's a full person watching this. Yeah. Um, Definitely not watching it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, to check out Sammy's letterbox, and mine oh, yeah. if you're very desperate for. We talked about those or something. Um, <laughs> that's sad. <laughs> His letterbox is good. Um, okay. Bye. <laughs> well, there's a better outro because we already recorded the outro. Yeah. So I don't need to give a proper outro. Yeah. Go ahead. Although I'm still talking. Okay.